Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for Bart Reed, Drive Time Sports Insider for everything basketball in Arkansas. Bart is a former college player here in Arkansas and has worked alongside many of the top college prospects in Arkansas with his pure sweat skills and drill program. Bart Reed is brought to you by Arch Street Wheel and Tire. And mention the buzz when you buy four tires and you get a free alignment. Now, here's Bart Reed. I got to tell you, Rick, Bart is playing injured. He has yeah. gone to the dentist today, mm. so he may not be 100%, wow. but like any trooper, here's Bart Reed. What's up, buddy? How you yes. feeling? What? What's up, gentlemen? I'm I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. So that's right. You gotta you gotta push through. I just saw my kids this week about playing tough and pushing through, and you gotta practice what you preach, right? So I'm here. There you go. You can't. I you can't when you when you said that, Randy. I figure if you're talking on the radio, then the injury has to be to the mouth. You can't be like in a sprained ankle or something like that. So I give him credit. Right. It, it was it was dental beyond just a regular checkup. It's it's good he could make it tonight. Yes, sir. Happy to toughen, be here. Toughening, toughening it out. All right, Bart. Uh, right. In roughly, I'd say about 27 hours or so, the NBA will be making its first selection of the draft who do you have going number one jabari smith i think it's i think he's clear and cut uh even though i think there's three in that position i think when it's all said and done jabari smith provides the biggest value to an nba franchise and i think he is clear cut the number one pick coming up don't you guys think? I mean, he just – Yeah, no, I, I, was I, so I, I agree with you. I agree, but we're not the ones drafting, but that's who I'd pick. Right. Well, I didn't say – I mean, who's Bart think? I mean, Bart's not doing the drafting for the – No, none of us are, but I – Yeah. Javari Smith, he's the best player we saw this year, but we didn't see everybody, so. Boy, was he good. Yeah. But, Randy, what I can tell you is watching him on an interview, I was almost more impressed with his ability to recite certain coverages that he's seeing in terms of defense and areas on the court. And just his basketball IQ was almost as great as his talent. So I know he's wowed just as easily in the interview process as he did on the court. And I think that's really what separates him. His basketball IQ is just through the roof. I know they say Holmgren can shoot the three. We know for a fact that uh, Jabari Smith can shoot the three. There is no question of that. Uh, let's yep. check in with John. John's been holding. Well, John couldn't wait after all. Uh, let's talk with Steve. Steve, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hello, gentlemen. What's up, buddy? Uh, Rick, I'm not going to give Dave Van Horn my uh, approval because he's doing a great job as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> What's the next year's uh, class that he's got coming in? What is their, Are they ranked in the top three? Number two is what I've heard. but that well, Number mean, two? Yeah. Yes. Well, you hope there's a bunch and, of infielders coming because he loses them all. <laughs> there's going to be uh, a major old Yeah, because Snowball, yeah. I th- if I'm right, uh, he'll oh, be no. the only infielder coming back next That's year. Right. That's correct. Yeah, and he's got him for two more years. That's good. 
And then you've got to replace the entire outfield. Uh, pretty much the whole outfield yeah, is going to have to right. be replaced. And the catcher. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. And the catcher. Well, they've got uh, – what was the backup catcher? Dylan oh, Leach. Dylan Leach, yeah, that's right. And, uh, and he, he's he, going to be a good he's one. He's good. Yeah, he'll be fine. He's good. And then the pitching staff – now, now the one question I want to know from all y'all – is uh, McIntyre worthy of being in the rotation for next year after last night's performance and the and the games he's pitched this year? My opinion, like, yes. Never shot it. at it. Yeah, definitely. Earned the opportunity. Is he a Friday night or Saturday starter? Depends on who else is there. We don't. Yeah, know. I mean, I, I got to believe that a decision will be made, whether it's on Hagen Smith or Jackson Wiggins. I think one of those will be your closer next year. I think they're going to move Brady Tiger into the – give him a chance at being a starter. I mean, they've already talked about that. Um, well, let me throw this at you, though. Peyton Paulette has not said whether he's going to go pro or not. And that is another possibility he could return. Right. And so if he comes – if he's a, if he comes back, that's your Friday night starter. He's More healthy, than that's right. Yeah. Then will then uh, McIntyre will be uh, Saturday. Then I would have Hagen Smith Sunday. Well, we'll see, but we'll worry about that next year. Right now, Arkansas right. needs to beat Ole Miss but, tonight. Uh, <laughs> you know the best. You know, I think it kind of caught uh, Peyton Stovall by surprise when uh, Dave told him he was going to be moving to the number two hole hitter and and moving it. Slavin's down to number eight. You think having less time to think about it gave him the chance to get five hits? He looked very comfortable. He sure did. Oh, I tell you. If you I remember, mean, the he only started time he the season as the leadoff was, man. Was that first at bat when he struck out. But a uh, Braden Webb, I mean, the, la- the two games against Stanford and Auburn last night, first pitch, what did he do? Wax. He sets the table. But, uh, you know, hopefully tonight we can continue that because what I'm worried about, uh, I remember uh, back in 21 when we played North Carolina State. We we uh, won the first game 21-1, to and then the bats just went silent. That's what worries me right now. If they can just carry the momentum from last night against Auburn. And I look at it this way. They're one of the last three teams left now. That's right. That's right. And so when you're the one, well, Texas A&M was was the last, one of the last four teams left playing. Yeah, it's it's the final four But when you get down to this point and you're the last teams playing, hey, you've had a great year. That's exactly right. And I'll talk to you later, guys. Okay. All right, Steve. Thanks, Thank Steve. you. Hey, Randy, right. Randy yeah. Rick, how about this? I wanted to say congrats to the baseball team, and I didn't get a chance to say congrats to the softball team earlier in the year, so I wanted to make sure to say that. Is the SEC more dominant in baseball or football at this point? It's incredible <laughs> how the SEC well, has just elevated itself to every level, yeah, every sport. They, well, they've elevated in some. They've, they were always good in others. Yeah, I think – you have to remember, 
as you see three of the last four teams in baseball, uh, that two SEC teams played for the football championship. And that's with the playoffs at four teams, not two, like it was when Alabama played LSU years ago. So uh, it's, yeah, it's, there are just so many resources and just great coaching, you know. And I'm told, I'm told, for those who are interested, that the next great movement is going to be in track where the SEC is already really good. But evidently, there are some coaches being hired at some schools that are now committing to being really good at track. And, you know, I look at Chris Buckner, my gosh, they keep winning triple crowns in the SEC, which is amazing because it is such a great track league already. Um, but he's only gotten to win one national championship, and there are coaches in the there are schools in the SEC gearing up to try and win those national championships. So it's uh, every sport. It's just brutal, just brutal. And, and you think about the softball championship. It was Oklahoma and Texas, and in two or three years, they're SEC yep. schools. Yep, absolutely. And I think basketball has played catch up in that department. I think that's the biggest separation of why we have so much equality through the league this year, Rick, it's a great point. The SEC coaching on the basketball side has really taken a yeah. huge step up just in the last couple yeah. of years. Oh, yeah. That wave of about right. five or six years ago, when you saw Mississippi State hire Ben Howland, uh, Tennessee, yep. Rick Barnes, and uh, of course Bruce Pearl came back into the league. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is a league that features some of the best coaches in the entire game itself. So, yeah. Absolutely. All right, hang on, Mark. We have one more segment yes, with you. In fact, I have a question for you from our Asher Record Service Company. I need to ask of you in a moment. All right, Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Thanks again to Asher. Arch Street. Get it mixed up. Arch Street Tire and Auto for bringing Mark to us each and every Wednesday and Friday. It's time for Bart Reed, Drive Time Sports Insider for everything basketball in Arkansas. Bart is a former college player here in Arkansas and has worked alongside many of the top college prospects in Arkansas with his pure sweat skills and drill program. Bart Reed is brought to you by Arch Street Wheel and Tire. And mention the buzz when you buy four tires and you get a free alignment. Now, here's Bart Reed. That has to be the. I, I thought John Thompson had a long intro. No, John's John John didn't. His intro didn't touch. Does not touch Bart's. I mean, that's like a. I love it. Yeah, I mean, that, that thing lasts about half an hour. We we barely have time to get I'm, you on. Um, it's it's really up that it's added to my cool factor, Andy. I can tell you that. Even my kids <laughs> I train with, they love it. <laughs> All right, Bart, here's one from Doug by way of our Asher Record Service Company. Live in feedback. Uh, Doug says, uh, saw where Bart posted he is on today, even with the baseball game on. Can you ask the basketball guru what's on tap for the rest of the summer in terms of activities and dates for high school boys and girls? Mm, okay. Well, so it's, it's uh, you know, Randy, it's kind of – a little bit different than what most of the time we're from back in the day, right? July pretty much ends grassroots. There's not a whole bunch of basketball in July. Now it's kind of just the opposite. So what we're in right now is what I call June, which is going back to the schools. So you have grassroots April, May, 
and then per the new rules in the NCAA agreements that they were the players go back to their school for the entire month of June. That's for practicing, that's for team camps, individual camp, whatever they're they're wanting to do, that belongs to the schools. And so if you've noticed in the last three to four weeks, uh, schools are cramming in as many camps as they can possibly get in during this period. So we get over into July, and what we have are several live periods. So you have – now, for the boys and the girls, it is different. So these dates are not in concrete for both, but this is for the boys. You have the 6th through the 10th of July, the 12th through the 14th, and then July 21st through the 24th. Okay, so those are very important dates in terms of live periods. That's when Nike has the Peach Jam and their championships. Uh, Bill Ingram and the Arkansas Hawks have the three SSB championships. That's in Rock Hill, South Carolina. That's the 6th through the 10th. Then they'll travel to California, uh, the 21st through the 24th, I believe, and that's another live period for them. So the girls have a little bit different. So they've got the 6th through the 12th, and then the girls also have July 21st through the 25th. So that's their live period. Um, and so it's going to be nonstop, nonstop basketball in July for girls and boys in the state of Arkansas. And just for note, we're coming up on a AAA Arkansas Activities Association live uh, dead period, which I believe starts tomorrow or maybe the next day and runs through, I believe, July the 4th. So you will not see any schools in a school gym. They're pretty much on lockdown, and that's uh, that's our – dead period here in the state that the gyms are shut down. And that's for a two-week period of time, correct? Yes, that is correct. That is correct, Ray. All right, let's check in with uh, Josh. Josh, never mind. Uh, Here's John. Are we going to be in luck this time? John, good afternoon. Howdy, fellas. I got a question, two questions. One, you have to forgive me for my baseball ignorance, but why the crap does the coaches wear uniforms like the players. In my knowledge, no other sport does that. And then two, how come you hear, like, especially with football, is why do you hear people say, well, they only got X amount of scholarship players, and you always hear, like, a certain amount of scholarship players, and I want to know why that's such a big deal. And I'll hang up and listen. Well, because scholarship players basically are what do most of the playing. There are walk-ons, so – uh, if he's saying they only have so many scholarship players, I guess that would be if somebody's got injuries or defections or something like that. But at least you start. And with the new rules now, uh, everybody ought to be able to have 85 on scholarship and uh, 13 in basketball. Um, baseball uniforms, I, I can't – I don't know exactly why that is, uh, but it goes way back. And then uh, there have been many player managers – so maybe it, I don't know yeah. if that's part of it or that's not. That's what I would have thought. Yeah, Ty managers. Cobb was a yep. Ty Cobb tradition. was a player manager. Mm-hmm. Frank Chance of the he Cubs was. in the 190s uh, was a player manager. Lou Boudreaux, as late as 1948, was a player manager. And actually, when Frank Robinson became the first black manager in Major League Baseball well, uh, with uh, Cleveland, he was a player manager. So. Um, but then, and if you look at the old-time pictures, the only manager I've ever seen that wasn't ever wearing a uniform was Connie Mack, who managed for over 50 years and always and wore a suit. a suit. Yeah. Yep. So, um, you know what? That's the that's my best best explanation I can give you. 
I would go with the one that you just gave, player Mm -hmm. managers. And it just stuck. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen all the way down to the NIA level coaches wearing uniforms. So, been around. JUCO, those coaches wear uniforms. So, that tradition lives on. Now, what's happening in basketball now all of a sudden, uh, but particularly at the college level, since COVID-19, uh, we've seen polos, coaches, mm-hmm. yep. shirts. Uh, who was it? Chaney. He used to, uh, John Chaney used to coach in a sweatsuit. Sweater. Yeah. yeah. Yep. George, George Raveling's the first one I saw do that, and that goes all the way back. Arkansas played Iowa, and he was the coach. In the 1985 regionals, and Raveling was wearing sweats. So, I tell you what, it was good to see Bud, and you got somebody like Bud Williams who wears the nicest suits, which I kind of like the polo. I like the polo shirts and tennis shoes, but me and my mom would comment on every time we see Bud, man, he is dressed and fantastic on the sidelines. He needs to go, though. Uh, unless he slims up a little bit, don't you think, Bart? He needs to go without the vest, though. Yeah, without the vest would be nice. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I I agree with that. Yeah, and I mean, especially I'm not when he gets to on. make fun of the guy because you know well, we all can kind of carry around a little extra in the middle. But yep, yeah. But when he when he gets on the officials, which he frequently does, you you think it, there might be some button popping. So. <laughs> and the guy. Yeah, because the jacket comes that, off in a hurry. Yeah. I I don't I don't know how. Uh, bless his heart. It, it's got to be some type of condition, but there's got to be a, a waterproof shirt that Bruce Pearl can wear. <laughs> I've never seen a guy sweat as much as he does. I mean, at the end of the game, he's drenched. He is drenched. He's into it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He, he probably sweats more than his players. I think he probably does. You're probably right. Well, I know that our street, Will and Ty, are thinking right now, what does this have to do with Bart and the uh, pure sweat? Well, he's just talking about sweat. And Bart's pure sweat. (laughs) Yeah. I'd say it has everything to do. Maybe you need to work with Bruce Pearl. Yeah. See if you can't get him in shape so you don't sweat so bad. Or at least get get it to be pure sweat. Yeah. Yeah, make it pure sweat. (laughs) All right, Bart, we'll talk with you on Friday. I hope you're feeling much better on Friday. Thanks for topping out. I appreciate it. Bart Reed. Pure basketball, pure sweat basketball skills. Coming up next, Trey Media of Hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Hi, Service I'm Company. Penny. Can I help you? Yeah, let me get a chicken sandwich. Sorry, this is Guatney Buick GMC. We have great deals on new and pre-owned vehicles, but no chicken sandwiches. Look, I bought my